April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. It is also Child Abuse Awareness Month. And if that isn't enough of a content or trigger warning, then as always, please check the episode description before proceeding to listen to the episode. I am your host, Naomi, and this is Mosaic in Progress. The fact that we have a Sexual Assault Awareness Month or a Child Abuse Awareness Month is a travesty in and of itself. For it to be so big of a problem that we have to have a month dedicated to trying to make people aware of it. And the thing with awareness is that most of the things that people try to raise awareness about, people are already aware that they happen. So why do we need to bring awareness to it? Almost everyone knows a woman who has been sexually assaulted. In fact, I think that if you think about the people who you know well, the women who have told you of their life and what happens to them, what has happened to them, I think you would be hard-pressed to find a woman in your circle who you know well who has not been sexually assaulted in some way. But think about the men you know. How many do you know who have sexually assaulted a woman? And that's the thing. Everyone knows someone who has been the victim, but no one seems to know the perpetrators. Why is that? We live in a society that supports protects and enables anyone who is white, male, rich, or conservative. And when I say conservative, I don't just mean leaning towards the right wing of politics. I mean anyone who is supportive of the continuation of the status quo. Back when I was very involved in politics, and this was still when I was very much in the middle of Stockholm Syndrome and believing everything that I was raised with, I heard a conservative pundit describe being conservative as supporting the continuation of things as they had been as preventing anything from progressing towards a new way of life and a new way of doing things. It was the conservation of what has always been. A few years ago, I realized that I had been raised very racist without realizing it because my parents always insisted 
and I think truly believe, falsely, that they were not racist. They absolutely were very racist and raised me to be so as well. And I didn't realize that I was. And once I realized it, I was horrified. I was horrified with myself. I was horrified with the mentalities that I had lived with and believed. And I wanted to change that. And I had some friends at the time, a mixed race couple, and the husband was Haitian. And they were absolutely the most kind and just unnecessarily forgiving and supportive and I don't mean unnecessarily in the sense of it was a bad thing it was it was very good for me but he took on so much emotional labor to help me understand myself and the mentalities that I had and where I was wrong and just let me express my thoughts and beliefs that I had and showed me where I was wrong and gave me a new perspective and I will always be grateful to him for doing that because he absolutely did not have to and it was so shameful and embarrassing to me to do that, to just say, hey, this is what I believe in. I'm kind of realizing that's probably a really fucked up thing to believe and to think. And instead of being told, yeah, you're real fucked up. That's awful. Being praised for challenging myself um, because I certainly didn't deserve any praise. And helping me to shift my perspective and change my mentality and my beliefs. What does that have to do with anything that I'm talking about in this episode? If you are a man, you have to do that with yourself. You were raised in privilege. And people think of privilege as, you know, not having to work for anything or having an easy life. Privilege means that you have an easier time than someone who does not look like you or is born a different gender or whatever. It means that your skin color, your gender whatever it is not a source of difficulty for you in society no one looks at you as less than because of things outside of your control no one looks at you as a man and says mm, could he really do this job I don't know you know, men are filling the blank, so I don't know if we can really let him do this job. I don't know if he's qualified for it, if he's equipped to it. 
women deal with that all the time. No one looks at you based on your skin color and says, "Mm, do we really want to hire this person? You know how those people are. That is what privilege is. It means you are not at a disadvantage based on who you were born as. And that relates to sexual assault because if you are a woman who has been sexually assaulted, When you make a report to the police, they will interrogate you like you're the criminal. They'll ask you what you were wearing. They'll ask you if you were drinking. They'll ask you if you were alone. They don't ask the men that. The ones who are accused. They often don't ask them anything. They are never called into question, let alone forced to face a jury. And this is why so many women don't report. Because it becomes this issue of, well, did she really want it? Did she provoke it? Was it really deep down her fault? And it doesn't matter if she said no. It doesn't even matter if he admits that she said no. Well, her body language said this, or... I thought she wanted it, or she didn't fight me. And if you are a man with male friends, you have to ask yourself, what would I do if my friends did something like that? Because the reality is that if as many women have been sexually assaulted, that everyone knows someone who has, then it must also follow that there are as many perpetrators, there are as many abusers, sexual predators, As there are victims. But no one wants to think about that. Because no one wants to admit. That they are friends. With an abuser. That they are related. To an abuser. And people make so many excuses. For abusers. Especially for men. It doesn't matter what kind of abuse it is. They will do so much mental gymnastics to excuse away abuse. And it happens with women too. It just falls more often that men are the abusers because they are the ones who are in positions of power more often. 
So what do you do when you realize that someone you love is an abuser? When you find out that they've sexually assaulted someone, when you find out that they are emotionally abusing someone in your family or sexually abusing someone in your family or physically abusing someone in your family or find out that it happened years ago, how do you handle that? When I started becoming more vocal about my father's abuse, it was really hard for me because it meant either causing conflict with my family that was on his side or watching them essentially not care, which unfortunately is really what happened for the majority of them. They just kind of said, oh, yeah, that happened. And he's continued to be welcome to all of their gatherings. And I have had to make the choice to not be around them because I made the choice not to be around him. And... It's a difficult place to be in as the victim to see people picking sides. And no one ever thinks of it as picking sides. They think of it as being neutral. But there is no neutral ground in war and abuse when you're involved with both parties. If you choose not to take sides, you've taken the side of the abuser. And... Someone choosing not to be around their abuser is an absolutely valid thing to choose. It is a safe thing to choose. It is a healthy thing to choose. And the secondary trauma of abuse is the relationships that are lost. Because no one wants to call out the abuser. No one wants to say, hey, we know you did this. We have no reason to think that she's lying. Why would she? She has nothing to gain from it. And because we know that she's telling the truth and you have shown yourself to be a psychopath in the past anyway, you're not welcome at our gatherings anymore. No one wants to make that choice because it's a hard choice. Because we live in a gaslit society. We don't just gaslight victims, we gaslight everyone so that everyone is on the side of the abusers. It's a default. We don't automatically go, how could he do that to her? We automatically go, are you sure he did that to you? Are you sure you didn't instigate it? Are you sure it wasn't your fault? Are you sure you didn't misunderstand it? Are you sure you didn't misremember it? It's our automatic. I've heard it over and over again, not just in my own life with the things that have personally happened to me. I've heard it over and over again to other women, to people who speak out about childhood abuse. 
It's the default response. It's not to question the abuser. It's to question the victim coming forward. So, how do we change our society? Because we do live very much in a rape culture. Our culture is set up to encourage and protect rapists. And the thing is, everyone wants to fight against that idea that it's false. And it's not. But it's such an abhorrent idea, people can't even begin to examine it logically. Because everyone thinks of rape as some woman being grabbed by the hair of her head and drugged into an alleyway and violently raped. And while that is a thing that happens, it's the minority. More often than not, it is family members. It is trusted friends. It is domestic partners. More often than not, it's someone she trusts. And most often, it's someone she trusts more than anyone else. And so to think of it in terms of overtly violent crimes against strangers is to be very ignorant of the reality of sexual abuse in this country. It's never about sex. It's about violence. It is about power. It is exercising your will over someone else's. And when we approach victims... We treat it like it was about sex. Are you sure you didn't want it? And this... This is where awareness comes in because it's not being aware that these things happen. Everyone knows that these things happen. We have to become aware of our own mentality. Of our own belief systems, our own ideas. How we approach the situation. How many times have you found yourself making excuses for child abuse? Any kind of child abuse. Emotional abuse, neglect, verbal abuse, physical abuse. In some parts of our culture, physical abuse of a child is expected and normal. And we laugh about it. We think it's funny. We don't take into account the fact that physical punishment alters 
the makeup of a child's brain in a negative way. It keeps them from being able to develop autonomy, keeps them from being able to make decisions, take risks. But we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about children behaving and children needing to be called into account and kept in line. We look at emotional abuse and we say, well, at least they're not hitting them. You know, maybe she's talking to her like she's a piece of garbage. Maybe she says horrible things to her, but at least she's not hitting her. That's not really that bad. It will forever alter the makeup of her brain and her self-perception. It will forever alter her relationships, all relationships. It will turn her into someone who is constantly seeking validation from others and will accept abuse because she thinks that that's what love looks like. But it's not that bad because at least she's not hitting her. We look at neglect. And there's varying forms of neglect. Well, yeah. She parks her in front of a screen constantly and never interacts with her. But it's not that bad. She's not hitting her. She feeds her. Gives her a bath. Makes sure she has toys. At least she's not living in, you know, a drug house or something. She's not doing drugs around her. And it's a fine line between minding your own business and standing up for those who can't stand up for themselves. And the thing that I try to live by is that when you see harm being done, you call it out. And when you see good that you can do, you do it. You cannot change the entire world, but you can change the world that you live in. And you can change how you show up in the world. You can change where you're at. And if where you're at is somewhere that abuse is tolerated or celebrated or excused, you can change that. You may not be able to change everything, but you can call it out. You can not allow it to go unchecked. You can make sure that the person who is doing the abusing knows that you know who they are and what they are and you're not okay with it. You can make sure that their victim knows that you are on their side, that you are there as a sounding board, you are there for support, and if they cho choose to pursue any type of legal action, or if they don't, that you're there to support them in that too.
thing about awareness about things like this is not to just acknowledge that they happen. It's to acknowledge the part that you play in it. Are you complacent? Are you silent? Do you overlook it? Who do you work harder to support? The victims or the abusers? And if you're not actively supporting the victims, if you're not actively calling out the abusers and ensuring that they are not comfortable in continuing their abuse, then you're choosing the abusers. You're on their side because they don't really need you actively supporting them. They don't even need you to tear their victims down even further. All they need is for you to be quiet. Silence in the face of abuse is almost as bad as the abuse. If we want to change our society, we must stop being silent in the face of evil. We must call it out at every opportunity, at every instance of it. And certainly, if you love someone who has been abused or is being abused, make sure they know you're on their side, that you're not going to continue allowing their abuser to go unchecked. If you love someone who you know is abusive, call them out. Make them uncomfortable. No one should be comfortable in being abusive. And to overlook it is not loving behavior toward anyone. Certainly not even loving towards the abuser. To allow them to live like that unchecked. This is shorter than my usual episodes and a little bit different. I hope it has been helpful for you in some way. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Like, follow, share the podcast. It's available almost everywhere podcasts are available. And please join us for the next episode as we both continue to work on our mosaic in progress.